Welcome to the Graham Slam Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Anderson, and this is episode 20. We have finally made it to 20 episodes in the Graham Slam Podcast. And on today's episode, we are talking about to vibe or not to vibe is the question. Now, you may kind of actually even ask the question, what exactly do I mean by that title? And basically, it means... Uh, going back to some previous episodes, I had spoken about um, if I was renewing my season tickets. Um, as this very episode is being recorded on January 7th, 2022, I have not at all paid for any season tickets or renewed my season ticket uh, membership. At this point, um, I honestly have not heard back from the Vibes Ticketing Office. Um, I know a few people have, and then I also know a lot of season ticket holders have not heard a word. I last heard that my uh, down payment was due right after Christmas, or right before Christmas, and then I have not heard back from them since. Uh, There has been some issues in previous years with the same type of uh, situation going on. Um, It is the holiday season, so not sure what's going on there, but um, on today's episode, I uh, definitely want to talk about that, talk about some ups and downs that I felt that I wasn't too happy with in the uh, 2021 season. Um, I didn't have really much of an issue with the 2019 season when the Rocky Mountain Vibes debuted, but this one was kind of a just all over the place, essentially, as a fan and as a season ticket holder. Um, We know in previous episodes that I had spoken about the promotions, the original Marshmallow fight that ended up becoming a absolute disaster in the crowd. So there was a lot of aspects, and of course, this podcast in general. Um, I started this podcast um, roughly about uh, seven months ago. Uh, for the Rocky Mountain Vibes season, and it has built into quite the podcast. I've expanded it to more than just the Rocky Mountain Vibes, obviously, with an off-season and a short season throughout the the year. Um, there's a lot of other topics to bring up and discuss. So at this point, I just kind of want to talk freely about this. Now, this episode uh, may be a shorter one, but at least it is... Uh, uncut, unfiltered, and basically this will be one of these episodes where I don't really have other topics or news to discuss. I just want to come straight to you discussing being a season ticket holder with Rocky Mountain Vibes and my overall pick, if if I am even going to, depending on what I hear back, um, I really hope to um, succeed in becoming a season ticket holder and kind of going from there to watch the Rocky Mountain Vibes this season. But there's a lot of unanswered questions that still remain a mystery. Unlike the other organizations in the Pioneer League, there's quite a bit of information out there for, uh, instance, the Grand Junction Rockies. They have a pretty uh, good setup going. Um, But when we talk about the Rocky Mountain Vibes and their season tickets, they're just as they're kind of outdated on their process. Uh, from my understanding, everyone else in the Pioneer League has a online ticket system where you pay for your down payment, you pay for your tickets. That is not the case with the Rocky Mountain Vibes. I know you have to speak directly to their ticket uh, department. 
uh, to get that uh, paid for. And again, I have not heard from him. I've tried to leave messages and there's no phone call return. So um, again, this isn't nothing new. Um, this has happened in the past. And um, I've heard again from other people that this is happening with them as well. So there's uh, some uh, minor tweaking I think they need to do uh, for their season ticket holders. And I essentially last week was mentioning uh, the factor uh, on the return show that I wasn't too uh, thrilled with uh, how they were essentially going to be doing their promotions and what it needed to be to really get the Rocky Mountain Vibes organization and baseball more entertaining for fans, whether it be with the concessions, merchandise, or the overall aspect of the game itself. Um, of course, I know there are some players that listen to this. Uh, this is not in disregard to any players or a disgrace to any players. Um, but the 2021 season did bring a lot of questions at the end of the year. One, if we were continuing with the uh, Monclova contract, we have still, it is January 7th. We are less than 150 days away from the first pitch. And we still do not know what baseball team we have. Um, we have not heard if the uh, Monclova Steelers are re-signing that contract. They have kind of indicated it through some reports in Mexico through some sports websites, but there's been no official word, no official word if the players are coming back next year. So it, it's it remains to be seen of being a season ticket holder of what route we go. I, I almost want to kind of wait until I find out what we're doing. Um, that's not the biggest decision I think makes it, but I want to make sure that when I'm going to games, I had a lot of fun this past season, just like I did in 2019. But when you are the worst team in the league, it is, it's, it's hard to follow a baseball club that is one of the worst teams in the league, but as I've t uh, spoken about, there is reasons for that. Um, when you talk about the Pioneer League, this is not some entry-level le entry league that has a bunch of uh, kids playing in it um, like the Rocky Mountain Vibes had. So the competition, and of course we're getting two more teams in the Pioneer League this year with the Orem Owls, which uh, will be in Colorado. Um, or sorry, the Orem Owls were their previous names. They are the NoCo Owls now, Northern Colorado Owls. And then, of course, the Ridge Run uh, baseball team that uh, essentially in less than 12 days will be revealing their identity and everything. So we have two new teams coming into the league, and I am on my way to guess that they are not signing any kind of contract with a Mexico league uh, like the Monclova Steelers uh, contract was with the Vibes. So uh, when we take a step back and we really look at uh, what factors I was looking at to decide if I was going to renew my season ticket holder membership or if I was just going to buy tickets to random games or if I was going to do like a lower package of not a full season and a, do a half season ticket. Uh, the main aspects are still looking at the concessions, um, I, I said this story uh, prior that I, I felt that the concessions after 
Um, the first couple like weeks of games, I wasn't feeling too well after eating concessions because it's it's just straight fried food, and that's mainly most of the food that they have there that I'll even remotely eat. I I really hope that they. Uh, bring back humble barbecue next year uh, for barbecue because that is some of the best food out there. And then I really hope that they bring back a pizza vendor because that was the big thing that was missing in the 2021 season was pizza. They had it at one of their uh, merchandise or uh, concession stands when you walked in the gate, um, but they wanted $5 a piece of pizza when Essentially, you could get Papa John's or Domino's in the past where it was uh, $10 for a full pizza. So, I mean, you can kind of see my issue there with uh, the concessions and like pizza overall of it just it's being way too expensive, especially when you bring a family of kids to a ballpark and it's not like a Sunday dollar hot dog game or whatnot. And when you want to feed your kids, uh, depending on how many kids you have, I have four and, um, that's easily about 60 to $70, um, total to feed all of us or the whole entire family for one game where in previous seasons, we were able to get a $10 pizza that fed the entire family along with an order of breadsticks or whatnot. So that is a huge suggestion for the Rocky mountain vibes, uh, for the 20, 22 season is get that contract or partnership with a pizza organization, uh, whether it be Domino's, Papa John's. I would assume those are the two main ones they could. I don't see Pizza Hut being anything that they could acquire. Um, their pizza is not that great, anyways. Uh, so there's a lot of questions in the realm of concessions that I, I'm still filtering. Um, you can't bring food in. And some of those games still are lasting up to four hours at a time. And even if you eat before the game, probably somewhere throughout the game, you're going to be hungry and there's not that many choices uh, for that. So uh, definitely the Humble Barbecue, shout out to them. Uh, That is definitely a sponsor or a vendor that they need to bring back for sure. And then, of course, there is the merchandise piece and promotions. Promotions were near to nothing in the 2021 season. They gave away a few things here and there, team poster to get autographed. Um, I think they gave out the La La Rona uh, cup holder, uh, koozie holder or whatnot, and then a backpack and a few other things. It was very, very slim. Compared to what the rest of the league was doing, I saw – uh, the uh, Missoula Paddleheads were giving away shot glasses. One night they were giving wine bottles away or wine glasses. Um, and then another night I think they gave away actual alcohol, like a champagne bottle or something customized. So there's a lot of stuff that I saw following the other teams last year that I was kind of really disappointed that we did not see here in Colorado Springs. Um, and it, it's it's kind of when you're you're a fan you're a season ticket holder and you are promoting this team and going out to the teams every single night that they are home it brings a real downer when there's not a lot of options for food or for merchandise um i feel that the merchandise they had very great specialty uh t-shirts usually on friday or saturday nights for their specialty games 
giving away the stickers. That was a huge upside this year was their sticker giveaway. Everyone loves stickers, and I hope they continue that as well in the 2022 season because whoever they had for their graphic designer for those was awesome. And then, of course, that kind of led into the theme nights where they had the uh, special shirts made as well. Shout out to the Rocky Mountain Vibes. If you haven't already seen on my Instagram page, it was posted a couple months ago of my idea of doing a first responders night. Um, In particular, wildland firefighting. Uh, You know, not biased at all, clearly. Um, But it'd be great to to see that side of the first responders be um, honored, whether it be with the Colorado Springs Fire Department, El Paso County Sheriff's Office Wildland Fire Um, that I am part of, and essentially any other wildland teams. We have a lot of wildfires that continue to rage through Colorado, um, especially the one that we just had that I mentioned uh, last week on the opening episode for January 1st of the Boulder uh, fires that came through. Thankfully, a lot of snow uh, came through the area, but unfortunately, I, I believe it was 992 homes that were lost and um, as we know right now, there is one confirmed deceased, um, which is, is super sad. I think there's still one more missing, and then one was found that was missing. And now there are reports that this fire was essentially started by arson. Um, they have video of a shed burning on the side of the road uh, that was basically sending embers into the hills and catching them on fire with the 100 mile an hour winds and then it just got out of hand within the two days that it burned and um unfortunately lives were lost um, or a life was lost potentially more and then of course we have all the structures and homes um that were a devastating loss so i think that would be a great option for the rocky mountain vibes to honor wildland firefighting because it is becoming something in Colorado that is very normal. Um, It very much reminds me of uh, the state of California and how there is not a fire season in California. We are definitely getting into that territory here in Colorado. So that would be a great thing for the Rocky Mountain vibes to do, especially, um, I know the season's not till May, but the... um, donation efforts and stuff to Boulder County and um, that part of Colorado be great if maybe even on opening night that they did it or even did it when the Grand Junction Rockies or the NoCo Owls are in town uh, do a special night for um, first responders and wildland fire um, in particular so those are those are things I'm really looking essentially for are those specialty nights honoring more. I know they do honor Thursday, which they give tickets out to like military first responders and nurses. They did a teachers, things like that. Um, but do more theme nights around that. And maybe even if the, the club and organization can do it, get those specialty jerseys made for the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Um, especially one I, like I said, I mocked together, uh, my own design for a, uh, wildland fire, uh, Rocky mountain vibes Jersey. I think it just fits well, um, with the, the whole vibe thing and the flames and the toast and marshmallow stick and stuff like that. So, um, 
again, vibes, that is one big thing that will draw crowds in is those appreciation nights that not necessarily you're giving tickets away, but just having specialty jerseys and we could bid on them and all donations go to Boulder or local wildland fire funding, things like that. Um, that would really shape up how the organization is doing stuff. And, and again, the Rocky mountain vibes organization does so much for local community. Um, that is amazing, but I think there's more essentially that could be done in those, uh, realm of things, uh, especially jerseys. Everyone loves those type of things. And that was the biggest comments made during this season was the, uh, military jerseys that they had this year and the La Llorona, or Llorona uh, jerseys as well. Those were a hit, and I really think they could uh, build off that of doing specialty jerseys for the 2022 season because they did it in 2019 and had the breast cancer and military ones. So if they do two or three a year and maybe change up their military ones every year I think that'd be pretty cool maybe uh introduce Space Force into it now that that is a military branch um it was during this season but it didn't seem like it was really portrayed and I know we have Space Force here in Colorado Springs so that'd be a cool option for them to do um but to to get really into will I vibe or will I not? And with that being the real question is at this point right now, um, it's kind of up in the air. It's up in the air because one, I've not heard back. Um, I eventually know I will, um, and probably get those tickets, but, um, it, it is potentially if there's not much improvement this year, then, 2023 season may not happen um, with essentially renewing those season tickets. So there's a lot they need to fix in 2022 with seating, um, with the dynamic uh, pricing strategy and stuff like that that they are doing. I feel that the biggest problem with that is the factor that um, in the 2021 season, they showed basically how horrible their security staff was and how they did not have enough because as I've complained in this this podcast before we would have basically the jungle gym of kids around our seats um, myself my family and then another um, season ticket holder that follows my Instagram page she had issues she became basically as we called her the the babysitter for all these kids that would come down asking for autographs there's no security to tell them to go away and then it, it was bad enough that our season ticket seats were being set in all the time there were so many games I went out to where people were sitting in our seats there was no staff around to get, try to get them out and there's one lady that got very confrontational with me about my seat and um, it, it just it's just out of hand. And if I'm paying this much money for a seat or multiple seats at that best because I have three season tickets, I feel that the organization needs to do their part to make sure that you're guaranteeing me that seat for every game then that needs to be the case. If you don't have enough staff to monitor where people are sitting, um, then you need to have people that um, essentially are monitoring that. And 
um, enforcing seeding uh, because when you're giving these tickets as an organization to these little league teams, and no offense to these parents or these coaches or these these little kids, but you give them a full section to sit in, and then they don't sit there. Their parents don't care where they sit. Their parents will uh, and coaching staff will just go sit wherever and let them run around the ballpark. Um, yelling at the players for for balls and even being kind of rude to the players. And I, I think that's a big issue that um, as a organization and a club that you're offering season tickets to people with guaranteed seating, that you need to make sure that that is enforced. That is one big thing that I I know for a fact I have talked to multiple season ticket holders that have between three to seven tickets at a time um, for their season tickets. And if I'm not mistaking, they have all stated if the seating organization and security and making sure uh, seats are in place, they are leaving after this season and not coming back. So it, it has been addressed with the Vibes organization. I have personally addressed it. They claim that COVID was the reason for that. But... Going into the 2022 season, um, in less than five months, again, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. There is still COVID-19 running rampant through the country. It's it's worse than ever. Um, you can believe it. You can't. You don't have to believe it. It's up to you. I'm not here to debate any of that stuff. This is not the podcast for it. This isn't the place for it. But all I'm saying is, as an organization to a baseball club that is within the Pioneer League, who is trying to put themselves essentially on the top of the market for premier baseball, you have to have some kind of professionalism throughout the overall stadium to ensure your fans are getting their quality um, the quality baseball on the field off the field they're they're seeing their merchandise their concession stands and of course guaranteeing your fans that come in that door or that gate that their seats are protected and they are there i talked about that with the dynamic pricing if you're selling a ticket for a hundred dollars and they are premium seats as they're calling them you better dang well make sure that those tickets and those people are getting to seat in their or sit in their seats, and there is no issue with someone else sitting in their seats, because if you are for real selling a ticket for a hundred dollars on the at the box office or online because it's a high profile game such as Fourth of July or Labor Day or Memorial Day or any kind of specialty um, event or promotion you're doing. You have to, and I, I mean this, like you have to make sure those seats and those those things are blocked off or something. I don't know a good solution. Um, frankly, I, that's I, if I had one, I would definitely reach out to them and let them know of one. But um, the best they can do is to make sure they have enough staff for all 40, I think it's 48 home games that – they need to make sure is there. Um, this season is a little bit different with the when the games are, how the games are working. 
um, the times and stuff like that compared to the 2021 season. So that, again, brings an aspect into making sure that they have that staff, they have enough people. And frankly, from what I heard through different staff members, they need to do a better job of keeping their staff there, keeping them happy and entertained, and maybe not making one person do 50,000 jobs. I, I have heard different complaints on another podcast that um, it was it was basically a crapshoot of how essentially it was ran. And it's, it's disheartening to hear, um, especially when – there's so much moving aspects to a baseball club and a team that you have an issue on the field essentially with how the game is being played and your your win-loss record. But if you have issues with staff members not being happy and regretting being at the games and stuff like that, that's, that's not going to work. And um, it, it's sad to hear but, I mean, it is basically part of any type of company you're with. You're always going to have people that don't like their jobs, don't like what they're doing. But I really think that if they really organized the organization piece of the ballpark of being a team outside of the actual team itself, the ball players, the coaches, the staff for the players themselves and worked on the staff for the crowd – and the merchandise stand, that is your biggest uh, biggest thing here. And again, I don't know if they are going to have Toasty Bucks again, which were there in stadium uh, basically spending. Uh, last I saw online, they were still up there, and you can buy basically $100 worth of Toasty Bucks for um, $80. So you're basically getting a free $20 for every... Um, 80 for every hundred dollars or for every $80 you pay. And that to me, that was a disaster. I know the first few games, they had no idea what those were. I could not spend them. I literally was, I, I went to the game with no money, um, for that exact reason. I took those toasty bucks to eat, to buy merchandise. And frankly, they gave them away with the season ticket holder package and I couldn't even use them the first couple games. I, I could not find management the first few games to complain. Um, and it, it essentially, it really was like, why did I renew season tickets? Why am I here? And this was my first real experience with any type of um, being out outdoors, being like going back to the movies type thing uh, with COVID. This was the first major event that I really attended since COVID started in March of 2020. And this season was one of those things where I, I, as far as I know, they did a very well job of, um, with COVID, um, from my knowledge, I did not hear of any outbreaks that could be completely different this year because of the new variants of COVID. Um, but we, I just never heard anything, no issues, at the games, after the games, or even people that essentially were season ticket holders of them getting sick or anything like that. So that was a plus, but there was a lot of mistakes that were not ironed out up front. And from what I heard this year, they have a full off season to actually plan the year. 
I really hope they spend this year doing that because you can't have the same disasters you had last year. And especially if, if you bring back the Monclova contract, you have the same players as last year, which they, they're growing a little bit. They obviously played in the winter league. They won a championship. Um, these same players that were here for the Rocky mountain vibes are amazing. But if you have that quality and level of play on the field this year and there's not a lot of wins again and we're in last last place of a five-division club um, or five-team division, um, you're not going to make it far. And it's not going to go far past attendance is not going to be there. I mean, you're going to have your games, but there's no way that you're going to get the level of baseball to continue and people to go out to games if you continue to have the same level of play on the field so there's a lot to be done I really hope that they are working towards letting us know eventually of what's going on with the team Um, I feel before they even sell a season ticket they should have every single information ironed out for the club who's playing Um, If you are not doing Monclova, how are you going about that? Because that happened last year. We started the season off, or not season, but the the announcement off that the Vibes were back. They hired the uh, University of Colorado at Colorado Springs UCCS uh, baseball manager as the actual manager for the Rocky Mountain Vibes. They had announced a few players that were arriving And then it just up and one day disappeared and they had the Monclova contract announcement. And then that's how the Rocky Mountain Vibes were formed for the 2021 season. So please do not wait till last minute. This is not something that come April, you're going to just magically say, hey, by the way, or May, this is what we're doing. This is we're having the same team. Let's what they can they can definitely do. And it would work big time is you announce the team within the next month or so. And then you start getting those player profiles out there. You start getting the interest in these players. If they're coming back from last year, you focus on some of those players that really did a lot of stuff for the Rocky Mountain Vibes. Um, Jacob Barfield, if he's coming back, uh, you have... uh, Aldo Nunez, I I mean, there's a lot of players, obviously, that uh, Manny, to name a few, that if they're coming back, shine your light on these players. They're young, but if you can build a community around them, maybe more people would come out to support them and get them hyped up to win these games and not go through 10 pitchers in a game and come out losing 30 to like five in a game. Now a game didn't get that high, but it was, it was close. There was a game that got up there pretty high in score that the vibes just got dominated and you can't do that. You also, if you're having double headers, you've got to plan that better. You cannot, for any reason have a game go till almost one 30 in the morning. Uh, this is, this is not what, this is not what anyone's signing up to pay for to come to games. I mean, that night that 
it was the the night before the Pikes Peak Hill climb where they had a double header. The second game didn't end up starting until almost 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. And then I, I believe the game didn't get over with till almost 1 2 o'clock in the morning. You cannot have that. That is I, I think the Pioneer League should step in and let them know no, this is this is unacceptable. You need to continue the game another time. That was a little bit of an issue that the we have in Colorado is our diverse, crazy weather during the summer. And that's why they chose a rookie league shortened season because they didn't want games starting in March through the end of May. That period of time, we normally get a lot of snow. And the Colorado Springs Sky Sox experienced that with a lot of snow um, that was basically canceling the game. So there's so much to unpack as a season ticket holder and your decision as a fan just to show up to the games that I think they need to start coming out with more details. They need to announce promotions that they're doing. Um, we have the schedule, obviously, but that's all we have. We have nothing else. And, and I mean, literally nothing else. You still can't go. They they claim regular season tickets went on sale uh, two and a half months ago. They never went up on sale. Um, when I go to the Rocky Mountain Vibes website, it says tickets are not on sale, even though it claims it is at the, the main spot. So I don't know if there's something going on with their tickets or who they are going through. I think it was uh, Ticket Run or something uh, like that that they had set up for tickets. Um, but the other thing you've got to uh, basically essentially look into with ticketing is are you going all virtual again for season ticket holders? Now, of course, with COVID, that'd probably be the smart way. But that was another annoying thing that I do not like about virtual or virtual tickets is the aspect that I've got to make sure that I have a cell phone. I have it like charged. There are some nights where I'd be working all day. I'd be on my cell phone during work um, in meetings and not have the ability to charge it and then go to a game and I'd have no charge for the rest of the game. Um, that is one big thing they need to look into again is speaking with the Color Springs Utilities and bringing back those charge port stations that they had during the 2019 season. I cannot phantom with running a podcast that's based on the Rocky Mountain vibes and giving in-game updates how fast my phone dies, especially with how long the games are that you've got to have some type of charging station at the stadium, especially if you expect people to have virtual tickets. Um, that was one thing with the, I, I forgot to mention last week with season tickets, is the XFL was basically all virtual tickets. This was even prior to uh, COVID. They did all virtual tickets, because it was easier to get people in and you didn't have paper tickets to worry about. And I'd fly the Dallas. And by the time I got to the stadium, half the time, my phone was nearly dead, especially covering it because I was running an XFL podcast back then and going live on Instagram, on Facebook, on these things drains your battery. And when you have no 
nothing to charge a phone with, how the heck do you get into a game? When Once I got into that first XFL game, my phone died, and then I did not know where I was sitting. I had to go to their season ticket office and have them manually print out a ticket for me to go to my seat. So... Again, there's got to be a, an option for season ticket holders to get physical tickets. I like physical tickets because I love saving them and displaying them. Um, I, I was on the verge of doing that in 2019, and then they started ripping tickets instead of scanning them. Um, that got so annoying, and it kind of took away the fun of collecting tickets. So it would be great if the Rocky Mountain Vibes did that this year. And really gave that option to season ticket holders. Uh, so at this point, the real answer is yes, I'm vibing. Yes, I'm coming back to the vibes games and I will be covering it for the podcast. But again, they've got to get their stuff worked out. This is the last opportunity that they get. I will also be covering this baseball season, the Color Springs Snow Sox. Most of their games based on their schedule, are not during the Rocky Mountain Vibe games. It is actually, well, they are out of town or off. So thankfully, or out of state, whatever you want to put it, thankfully, I will be purchasing some tickets to those games. I will cover them and kind of go from there to split the coverage up between the two leagues. I think that uh, they may have some stuff to potentially build on. Their team was amazing last year. They almost exceeded in the playoffs but came up short so there's a lot of baseball coming this summer and I can't wait to cover it can't wait to cover the XFL this year the USFL uh, they just named four their uh, first head coaches so there's a lot coming for the Graham Slam podcast and then of course um, as I talked about um, the last day of every month I will have what is called the S'morecast, um, giving you more uh, for your buck, basically. Not that anyone pays for this, but more for your listening ears of diving deep into my personal life um, with uh, being a, a wildland firefighter, uh, choosing to get into criminal justice, how hard it is to become a police officer, things that I've gone through in life. Um, that have ultimately brought me to do a podcast and to really focus on sports, video games. I know I have my best friends that do um, the Boundless Gamers podcast. Shout out to them. But I, I think there's some room for that. And then potentially looking for a co-host for this show, um, whether it be for the Smorecast once a month or on a bi-weekly um, show where I have someone I will be looking out for someone like that and then hopefully I am hoping that the Rocky Mountain Vibes and the Pioneer League allow me to have some kind of access to the Rocky Mountain Vibe team to the other teams to cover stuff to have some interviews with players let's build this community of baseball, football, sports, and everything in in the middle to really show fans, us fans, that we have a community to build off of and give support to our local local teams, 
uh, local community, and then, of course, on the broader specter of the XFL. When the XFL starts in 2023, I will be hyping this league to no end. I want them to succeed. I cannot wait. Um, So there's so much that, as a sports fan, as a video game fan, just in life, that I have so many hobbies with pro wrestling as well, that I want to cover this stuff in a wide range podcast that people can listen to and of course get guests on here or co-host that is committed to basically uh, shooting the crap back and forth uh, to be kind of PG of course where this episode isn't flagged as as an adult show Um, but I want to market that podcast this podcast out there this brand of the Graham Slam podcast and the the whole graham cracker the s'mores and everything like that that we've built up I think it'll be a great way to really show everything that I am wanting to do that covers the Rocky Mountain vibes because the vibes do not have a podcast they have a radio show um, on a local news radio that covers the games live. Um, that is not what this podcast is. I want to cover stats, players, maybe talk to the players or anything like that. So there's a lot to build, and I want to do that. I want to have everyone that has committed to this show. Um, just in the past week, my numbers have skyrocketed. Um, downloads, viewership, or listenership, um, likes, follows, subscribing to my channel, um, to the Instagram, to Twitter. Um, it just keeps growing. And again, if you saw the post from yesterday on Friday, that essentially I uh, put out there my private Instagram handle um, at br or Branderson. Um, 87, that is on there. That's my personal Instagram uh, page I'm looking to do some more with. Uh, my Debt Addict uh, blog slash Instagram, uh, follow me uh, along the journey for becoming debt-free. Used to have a podcast for that. Um, kind of cut that off because it just got too out of hand. Um, and then, of course, the Graham Slam podcast and then the additional episodes that will be added throughout the stream of the year with the Smorecast. Um, There's just so much I want to do. I want to be able to provide more content out there and get in this habit of recording weekly and be here for you fans left and right because I am one and provide that extra coverage of uh, the Rocky Mountain vibes because there, there is not much of it out there, especially for the Pioneer League even. Um, I know some teams have their own podcast as well. I think the Raptors have it. Um, so it is something I'm really looking forward to. Again, I've shouted out to the Rocky Mountain Vibes organization. Look, I, I, I have my critiques, my doubts about the organization, how it's been ran. But no, that's coming from the heart as a fan, as a season ticket holder, that I want you guys to improve because I know that more people will go to these games as time goes on, essentially. Um, But to kind of wrap this episode up, I've been talking for 45 minutes straight. This is the first episode I have straight through talked, uncut, 
uncensored, well, not uncensored per se, but uncut, unscripted. I wanted to come on here today to talk about uh, basically my thoughts of the Rocky Mountain vibes and if I am going to renew my season tickets. This is the big question, and hopefully we hear from them soon here at the Grand Slam Podcast so we can get those tickets paid for and get ready for the 2022 season. So I thank everyone um, again for listening. Thank you to everyone who has shared my podcast, um, the viewership or listenership that has gone up um, over the past week or so. I really appreciate it. I've been watching the numbers grow on prior uh, podcasts, episodes, or whatnot. So thank you. Again, follow us on uh, Instagram at the Grand Slam Podcast. And then, of course, um, give a five-star rating on Apple or any of your uh, podcast uh, providers that you listen to. And, of course, subscribe to the Grand Slam Podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Those episodes will download instantly once I upload the episodes um, every Saturday morning. There may be a few episodes, depending on the specialty part of them, that um, I will be hosting on certain dates, and maybe even a live taping of the Grand Slam podcast. Um, We may be doing one for the February 18th show, which is for the XFL 365. I am guaranteeing we are getting some news on or around that date about the future of the XFL with teams, cities. I think that's going to be around the time frame we start seeing stuff and really hearing the announcements coming out is one year prior to the XFL season starting. So thank you again, everyone. Have a great and wonderful. I hope everyone did have a great and wonderful New Year's and have a great week. We'll be back here next Saturday, and I look forward to talking to all you then. Have a great one. I will have next week a new format for the show that I am working on. This was essentially voted on by you fans of what you wanted, an uncut show that is unscripted and whatnot, and that's exactly what I'm giving to you. This episode has uh, running 46 minutes now, and I have not stopped once to edit, to cut, to do anything Um, Even to retake, sometimes I retake four or five times on these episodes before I get it correct. So just know that episode 20 is a big one. Let's make this a big episode. And if you're still here listening to it after the 46, 47 minute range, I appreciate you. And let's get toasty. It's 2022 and the Rocky Mountain Vibe season is less then 130 days away. We'll see you back here next Saturday. Thank you again. Have a great week or great weekend and great week. And goodbye, good night, smooches, however you want to say it. Thank you, Kenny Omega, for that uh, uh, quote. Have a great one, everyone.